0: Amen. 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 Y'all give the Lord some praise this morning. Like a loud hand clap. And Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. And Lord whatever you do in man. Don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. My favorite part. Lord if you bless in blessing in the season. Don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Amen. Amen. So if the Lord is blessing, healing, whatever he doing this season. I want to be a part of it. Whatever the Lord is doing this season. I'm a little excited about uh, this because I never do a series uh, on nothing. But I want to do a series. I want to do. Uh, 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 do part two of the last time I was preaching. Right. And it's about Jacob and Esau. Right. So, and it may be a part three because the story goes way back to Abraham and Sarah. Amen. It goes way back. Yes, sir. And, and and the blessings that God put upon them and the blessings that God promised them that he actually delivered. So last time we was talking a little bit about, uh, 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 we was talking a little bit about Rebecca, yeah. Esau and Jacob. Yeah. And as I start watching the movies, because see when I do a sermon and see <clears throat> the thing about my church, small, big, whatever, yeah. is I learn a lot. I learn a lot. See, the pastor has no idea for me sitting back in the cut these 11 years, how much I have gathered and how much I have learned. And see, it wasn't that I was always calling and I was always asking questions because, see, I learned one thing to listen. See, what I learned over the years, people who talk a lot, they don't know as much as they talking about. And the reason why they don't, because they didn't listen that much. You don't listen, you don't learn. So I talk a lot, but I do know when to listen. See, because some of y'all remember, see, I used to ride the bike to church and then I wear that ugly uniform and I ride that bike to work. I rode that bike every day. And God blessed me because I kept being obedient and I kept listening. But the worst thing about having a car is that on Sundays I don't get to ride home with Deacon Don. See, (laughs) Deacon Don is one that don't talk much at all. Amen. A man of very little words, Amen. but he prays a lot. Yes, yes, yes. And I used to get some of the best information riding home with Deacon Don. Uh-huh. I used to love when I didn't have to work and I didn't ride my bike and I knew Deacon Don was going to give me a ride home. <laughs> See, I would get some information. Amen. And I don't talk a lot about it, but I learn a lot from it. And that's the thing right now. It ain't what you done, It ain't what you hear It's what you learn about what you hear. Because it's a saying, you know, you learn God's word by hearing and hearing and hearing. That's how you learn God's word. And see, I was listening to my brother. Let me tell you something. You know, sin. Our God. See, our God is way bigger than your sin. Who do you think we are? We ain't. Uh-uh. God is way bigger than any sin. Trust me, I know as I wouldn't be standing here neither. He is way bigger than any of our sins. So you could have been a trickster all your life. You could have, But it's not too late. It's not too late when you turn around and go to God. And this proof right here in this sermon that I'm about to give you. Because Jacob and, and and the name Jacob, Pastor told me last week, and and I can't remember it because I wanted to look it up. But she told me Jacob Bean. See, there's a lot in the name. Sir planter. Uh, mm-hmm. And what I like to call him trickster. See, Jacob was a trickster. This is what we talked about in my last sermon. And if you didn't hear it, then it is on podcast. It's called This Is Today. And you can go on the podcast and you can listen to the last sermon. So what we talked a little bit is about Jacob and Esau. Jacob was a trickster. Jacob thought that to get what he wanted in life, he had to trick people out of it. He had to trick people out of it. So the first trick he did was to steal his brother's birthrights maybe not the first trick but one of the biggest so his brother was out working working very hard and he was hungry he was starving and and, 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 and jacob was cooking up some red stew some good old food you can smell and Esau asked him for some of that food and his brother jacob said i'll give you some of this food if you give me your birthrights <laughs> See, birthrights was back then very important because what the father had, he would leave unto you. And see, that's what's problem with the world today. We're not blessing our children. We need to bless our children, grandchildren, uh, nieces and nephews like they did back in the day. And if you think you ain't got no blessings in you, then you'll be surprised. God got some blessings in you. So when he asked him, would you give me your birthrights for some of this good old stew? Esau was weak and Esau was hungry and Esau was starving and said, well, you know what? Right now I feel like I'm dying. So what? The birthright don't mean nothing right now because I feel like I'm dying. I'm starving. I've been in this hot sun. Yes. So Jacob really tricked him out of his birthrights. But that wasn't the end of the sermon uh, uh, last time, because also when his daddy was about to die, he told Esau, he said, I want you to go out there, give me some game, make me some food, bring it back to me so I can give you my blessings before I die. Yes. But Rebecca, Esau and Jacob's mother, overheard it. See, let me go back a little bit. For those who don't know, Esau and Jacob are twins. They are twins. And even inside the mother's womb, they was fighting to be the first to come out. That's right. The only reason why Esau was the, the oldest son because he came out first. That's right. But the story tells it that when Esau came out, Jacob came out holding his ankles because he was fighting to be the first. Amen. Because God had already told Rebekah that your youngest son will be ruler over your oldest. Before these babies was even born. Going back to how this all began. So Rebecca overheard Abraham. I mean, uh, Abraham telling Esau that Isaac, Isaac. See, that's why it goes back so far, because Abraham was actually Isaac's grandfather. father. I get excited and I forget things, y'all. And I am a minister in training. That's all right. Come on with it. I am a minister in training. Ain't no shame in gaming. I need y'all, two to behave. Okay? Right. Be get the godmother on you in a minute. Because I, I, I'm doing the podcast. So I don't need to be talking to y'all about being bad. Do you want to go sit with Sister Carlyle? Come over here. One on each side. Yep. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. So anyway, <clears throat> and uh anyway for my listeners, I'm talking to my two beautiful uh uh granddaughters that would be my my daughters that I would not trade in for the world. I would not trade these two girls in for absolutely nothing. Those are my babies now. Amen. All right. So getting back to the story, Rebecca heard Isaac about to bless Esau. See, Jacob was Re- uh, Rebecca's favorite. Esau was Isaac's favorite because he was the oldest. But when Rebecca heard this, she quickly went to Jacob and said, "Hey, Jacob, I want you to go grab two of our prime sheep so I can fix a a a, a, a dinner that that Isaac loves, and I want you to go in and get the blessing." But Jacob said, Hey, won't that bring a curse upon me when father find out that I'm imitating my brother? And she was like, I don't care. Let the curse fall on me. This is in, uh, uh, um, it's in Genesis. I, I preached on it last week. But today, though, we're coming out of, uh, uh Genesis again, but we're coming out of Genesis 32. And we're going to start at, uh, 22 on down. But before we get started, I want to continue with this and, and tell you why we're going to start there. So Rebecca went so far as because see, he, Esau was a hairy man. He had hair all on his face. He had hair all on his arms. He was a hairy man. But Jacob wasn't, and Jacob was like, "Well, hey mom, he gonna know that it ain't it, it ain't me because he's a hairy man." So Rebecca went as far as to got sheepskin and put it on his arms and on his face, so they can fool. She could fool her own husband. Make a long story short, he went in there, he got the blessing. <laughs> Esau came back, and then immediately when Esau came back, Isaac realized that hey, I gave the blessing to the wrong son. I've been tricked. I've been tricked. And for y'all who don't know, Isaac was blind at this particular time. And that was the only way that he's been able to trick him. But the part two of this story goes on and we're going to start here. Jacob was on the run because Esau found out what he did. And Esau was ready to kill him. You just stole my birthrights, even though I sold it to you cheap, you still tricked me out of it. You just stole my birthrights, and now you have stolen my blessings. So he's already do something. I'm going to get you. But what Jacob don't realize is Jacob was going to get blessings anyway, because God had planned for him to have blessings and plan on him to be the father of many nations. But God had to do something with this guy. God had to do something with this trickster. And that's what we're going into right now. So it says the night Jacob got up and took his two wives. His two maid servants and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of Jabbox. After he sent across them the stream, he sent all of his possessions. He sent all of his possessions, and it was just him. So Jacob was left alone and he wrestled with a man. He wrestled with a man. Till daybreak so that means he wrestled with, a man just came out of nowhere and started wrestling with Jacob out of nowhere and he wrestled with Jacob in the words of uh, 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 Lionel Richie all night long uh, come on. he wrestled with Jacob all night long all night long it goes on to say when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. So what it's saying is that this man that jumped out the bushes to attack him touched his hip and dislocated it. Now I don't know about y'all, but if anybody had any parts of your body dislocated, that hurts. That's some serious pain. So the man that Jacob was wrestling with touched the socket in his hip and dislocated it. Yes. As I got to reading, it was something funny about this man. I was like, huh, that man was mighty powerful because he touched the socket and he got dislocated. Yes. But it goes on to say, the man said, let me go before. Let me go. <laughs> For it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Jacob was already scared. He was scared because his brother Esau wanted to kill him. The man touched his socket and, and dislocated his hip. But Jacob said, I will not let you go. Now, I don't know what's going on, because if somebody dislocated my hip and I'm fighting and here's a chance for this person to go so you can stop hurting me. Mm-hmm. You can stop hurting me if I let you go. Yes. But Jacob said, I would not let you go unless you bless bless me. Now, here's what that's telling me. It was something more important than Jacob's pain at this particular time. It was something more important than Jacob's pain and that was his blessings. That was his blessings. See I'm gonna tell y'all something. When God is ready to change you, it might be a little pain involved. When God is truly ready to change your life, you may gotta go through a few things. You may he may have to dislocate you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Now, check this out. See, what happens is if you ever went to a pizzeria and watch people make pizza, the dough starts off in a ball. Then they press this dough and they flip this dough and they spin this dough before they put the good stuff on it. Anybody ever saw that before on TV or pizzeria? Go to one of them Italian places. They do it right. They flip it and they throw it in the air and then it it evolves. then they put all the good stuff on it. Yeah. See, what happens is so many Christians, they come to church. They pray and they want the good stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't want God to flatten them out, straighten them out, dislocate them, flip them in the air. They just want the blessings. Yeah. And I'm afraid it just don't work like that. Oh, man. When God is truly ready to change you, it's going to be a little pain involved. I'm a witness. Yes, sir. I'm a witness. When he wanted to change me, I was at that bare end. I was in that closet with that crap pipe shaking like donuts. Lord, I know I don't need it. Lord, I don't want it. But Lord, I can't help it. That was some painful stuff. And I'm not talking about the pain that if somebody dislocated my hip, I'm talking about the pain right here. Knowing, knowing, The right thing to do and not doing it, knowing that that pipe pipe need to be put down. But I couldn't put it down because the enemy was telling me just one more time. Just one more time. When God is ready to change you, you're going to get changed and you're going to go through some things because you might not be ready to know that he's ready to change you. You might not be ready for it, but He's ready for it. When he's ready, if you mentally disturbed, guess what? God's bigger than that. Okay. If you got some issues going on, God's bigger than that. Yes. God is bigger than these little problems that we think we got. Yes. He is bigger. And here it is. Jacob is fighting this man mm-hmm. all night long. Mm-hmm. And the man said, let me go because it's about to be daybreak. Why is it that the man needed to go before daybreak? He needed to go because he didn't want Jacob to see who he was fighting with. Because he wasn't fighting with no man because ain't no man going to just touch you on your hip and dislocate it. Mm -hmm. See, here's another problem with some of us Christians and I talk about me. I want you all to remember this. Don't ever mistake the hand of God for the hand of man. And don't ever mistake the hand of man for the hand of God. Yes, yes, yes. Less than I ever make that mistake. See, when you you ever had your stomach and it feel like it's tied in a knot? Guess what? You can't reach in there and untie it. Your hands can't do that. You need the hand of God. Yes. And you may think some beautiful woman or some beautiful man come in and just feels better and that knot drop. Guess what? The knot just got loosened. If God didn't send that man, if God didn't send that woman, the knot just got loosened a little bit. It's still tied up in there, y'all. Don't ever confuse the hand of man for the hand of God and vice versa. God's hand and man's hands. And yes, we can tell the difference. As the story goes, Jacob said once again, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And I'm going to say it again. If my hip is hurting, I'm scared because my brother want to kill me. The man didn't come to rob him because as we read on earlier. He sent his wives, his 11 sons, and all his possessions across already. So if the man jumped out of nowhere, the man was watching all of this. So he didn't come to rob him. What did the man came to do? Inflict some pain and change his life. See, God don't want to hurt us, but sometimes we ain't listening. So he just got to throw a little something, something in there. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? See, every now and then he'll throw something in there, throw that curve in there and it hurt. Yeah. And then you want to say, Lord, why are you hurting me? Yeah. Lord, why did you send that woman? Because I needed to change your life. <laughs> why did you send that person and put them in my life? Because I needed to change you. Yes. Why did you send the enemy? That wasn't me. I didn't send the enemy. Yes. You invited the enemy in. Okay. And that's something else we talked about the last time also, because they taking God up out of everything. My Lord. And for y'all who missed it, we said in school a long time ago, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America to, to the Republic of which to stand one nation under God, under God, but they took that out of the school. Then people start going into the schools and shooting, cause uh, I don't remember much of that when they had God in school. I don't know about y'all. I don't remember, I don't remember it at all that people were going to school and hurt little children. That wasn't happening. But you take God out the picture, and you become like the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. You take God out the picture. You become like the children of Israel, because after a while, God will say, OK. Like Frank's not said, say, I did it my way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He will say, you want to do it your way? OK, do it your way. Hmm. I will not let you go unless you bless me. All right. When you start getting God in your life, do not let him go. Until you are decreed of everything that he got planned for you. Chase after God. Run him down. Pray night, pray day. Don't let God go. Until you get everything. He ain't going to be mad at you. He ain't going to be mad at you because you are chasing him down. Chase him down. Let him know I believe in you and I want everything you got for me. Because you said in Matthews that you was going to open this window and pull me out some blessings that I may not even be able to handle. (laughs) Hey, that belongs to y'all. It's in the Bible. I got to do it. Believe it. That belongs to y'all. Whether you did a lot of sin, a little sin, that belongs to y'all. All you got to do is ask forgiveness and he forgives you. There's no way I'm supposed to be here neither. There's no way I'm supposed to be raising no kids. There's not no way I'm supposed to been on my job almost going on 12 years. Ain't no reason in the world that the credit cards in my pocket got my name on it and not Jose's. Praise the Lord. As much as I done did as much as I done messed up Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't nobody did no more than me. And I may not did no more than y'all. Whatever. However that may go. My God is bigger than all that crap. And he has proven it to me by me just being patient and obedient. And I've tied. Pastor had me think. I'm like, whoa, do I tie it on grosser net? I forgot, y'all, but I'm going to check it out. And if I ain't tithing no on gross, guess what? I'm thin too. Yes, all right. I'm thin too. You know why? Because he has blessed me with so much. Because when I came in here and they was talking about tiding, I said, well, I wish I could tithe. Mm-hmm. Then he gave me what I wished for. That's why I was telling you, brother, don't wish for them children yet. You, right. Unless you're ready. That's don't right. wish for them. All right. So I asked him, well, Lord, can I... Do something where I can tie it. And then when he gave it to me, see, I didn't tie it 10% when he gave it to me. And so I was getting a little blessings. Then I said, okay, well, you get paid every other week, so you need to do uh, uh, this much out of this week and this much out of this week, so that can be 10%. Then guess what? The more I gave, the better my blessings came. The better my blessings came. Then I had a fiance. Who died because you know hey I'm a man you know you don't want to be lonely and she wasn't all that into the church but she was a pretty good woman after she died I was like oh well it'd just be me I'm cool with that and then digging down taking me home who I see my future wife had no idea I ain't seen her in years and the last time I seen her I was a drug addict she found out and kicked me to the curb Nah, we married, raises some kids. Thanks a lot, Deacon. I don't know whether to thank you or be mad at now. <laughs> ah. But God is bigger than anything. And I'm going to get on with this sermon. But I got to tell y'all this. There's a, a tribe in Africa I heard about. I don't know how true it is. They call it pygmy. Yeah. They're supposed to be little and they're supposed to grow no bigger than these children. Yeah. They're little people. So one day this man was walking through this forest. This man was walking through this forest and a pygmy was standing on top of this big, giant, dead rhinoceros. Mm -hmm. And the man said, how did that rhinoceros die? And the pygmy said, I killed him. And the man said, he looked at the little bitty pygmy and looked at him. How did you kill him with the club God gave me? And the man was like, how big is your club? Oh, about 200 people. (laughs) See, God will give you what you need to do what you need to do. If it's in his will. Amen. The man. Once again, because this I'm just really thrilled about this because I'm in pain. And and I will not let you go unless you bless me. See, if he would not let him go. It would have been another man God sent later on jumping out the bushes, but he was content. I will not let you go till you bless me. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Because, see, it's a lot in the name, y'all. And before God give you the blessings, you got to reveal your name. You got to reveal yourself to God because he already know. But he want to see if you ready. See, Jacob was ready because Jacob said, my name, Jacob. The man knew what Jacob meant. A trickster. Jacob had been tricking people all his life. It goes on to say, the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Yes, sir. Because you have struggled with God and with man have overcome. Now, wait a minute. When we started this. It said a man jumped out. A man jumped out and started wrestling with Jacob. As we read on, the man has changed Jacob's name to Israel and told him, because you have struggled with God and with men have overcome. So if you didn't get what I just read, he wasn't struggling with no man. He wasn't fighting with no man all night long. He's fighting with God, not per se, but God sent him. God was in him. But if Jacob didn't reveal himself and reveal his name, he may still have been wrestling with that man right today. He may still never got his blessing, but once he revealed himself and who he was, he said, "Okay, I'm going to change your name. So you may go through a little pain and God will change that. He will change your name. He said, your name is now Israel. And that means you struggled with God. It goes on to say, Jacob said, now I want (laughs) y'all to listen carefully. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him. Now, that seems like just a simple question. The man asked Jacob his name. Jacob gave him the name. Then the man turned, and uh, then Jacob turned around and asked him, Tell me your name. And the man, Why you want to know my name? Then he blessed him. I'm going to tell you what's so important about that. Because if you were listening, and if Jacob was listening, the man already told Jacob his name. The man had already told Jacob his name. And just just in case you missed it, let me go back. The man said, Your name is no longer Jacob, but Israel because you have struggled with God. So, at first when I read that, I'm like, hey, the man just asked you his name, but then I went back and I backtracked myself. The man already told you his name. See, we take on God's name, not like they did it back then. See, we Christians. We Christians. We're a part of God's family now. So he didn't rename us individual. He renamed us as a group. Our names has already been changed, y'all. We have already been through the struggle. All we need to do is believe. All we need to do is believe and keep on believing. Because it's out there for you. But if you don't believe it. But they say you won't achieve it. Mm-hmm. And also, if you think you got too much dirt in you and you didn't did too much, let me put it to you like this. If this wasn't water and it was filled with dirt and you took it under that sink and you just let water run into it, eventually all the dirt going to run out. The dirt will be no more. And that's what we need to do. We need to run God's word all through us. We need to keep running God's word through us day in and day out. We need to keep God in the schools. We need to keep God in Christmas. We need to keep God in every little thing we do. Because the more you run God in us, the more the dirt runs up out of us. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. The night cannot hang with the light. That's right. The night can't hang with the light because the light will overpower it. Right. So all that darkness we got running in here, when we run the name of Jesus in here, it comes out of us slowly but surely. I've been watching it come out of me. See, I really don't curse no more. What the heck happened to me? I don't curse anymore. And that's the weirdest thing, because when I stopped cussing, it would still be in my mind that somebody did something that so and so. It would still be in my mind. It just wouldn't come out of my mouth. Then all of a sudden, God said, well, you're still cussing. So I took it out of my mind because I started reading more of the word of God and I started running that water, started running that water, started running that water and the dirt started running out. Because if you keep running water. In a dirty bottle, that dirt going to pop out eventually. And sometimes the dirt is thick, so you got to run a lot of hot water. Don't matter. Keep on running it. Don't give up on God because he will never, ever give up on you. So I got to do that last part. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Pay attention. Pay attention. God be talking to you. God be talking to you and he already gave you the answer when he've already gave you the answer you need to hear it and don't ask them who is he what is his name he already told you his name can I get an amen amen Amen. 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 y'all give the Lord a little praise this morning and I'm just going to say one more thing because we do have listeners And I want them to know if they're in the Bay Area and they have cable television, please tune in to God's Woman, 4 o'clock, on the Assex Cable channel, and also channel 72. 70. 70. And also, if you're in the area, you are welcome to join us at Bird Life Church every Sunday at 1030, 1796 Bay Road, East Palo Alto, California, at the end of the campus. And only one more thing I got to say lord whatever you're doing in this season don't do it without me don't do it without me amen Amen. all right one more praise y'all one more praise all right amen